Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. We want to thank all of our listeners again for tuning in. It's Worth Living would not be possible without you. And so to our um, continue um, listeners um, and for those that are new, we'd like to welcome you. Uh, we hope that uh, our podcast, uh, you can either learn or even share the information with someone that you believe would benefit from it. And so again, we just want to thank everyone for tuning in. And um, again, without you, it's worth living would not be possible. As Pete and I jump into another episode, uh, this episode is definitely something that I think many people have um, dealt with mm-hmm. uh, from a personal level. Uh, and I think that um, for many individuals, um, and I think including Pete and I, we can somehow put ourselves in that category is when things get challenging and when um, you're not at your best, it seems as if there are many people that are waiting so that they can share that news. In their minds, it may be good news, but um, these are the individuals that want to see your downfall, as sad as it may be. And sometimes those individuals that want to see your downfalls can sometimes be those that are closest to you, whether it be friends, family members, coworkers, neighbors. Um, there's a form of hate, I would say, if I can use that word, Pete, that or dislike of seeing you succeed, because for some reason um, they may be um, insecure about who they are, or they have challenges among within themselves to succeed. And so when they see someone that doing something that they can't, they often want to see your downfall. So our topic today is let's give them something to talk about. Even for some of us that have gone through struggles and we know that there are individuals in our camp or even around us that want to see us fall and when we fall, um, rather than giving us a helping hand, they may walk around, they may gossip, they may talk about you. But the cool thing is, Pete, is in life, there has to be a way. There has to be a different obstacle. There has to be a different way. Even when you are at your lowest, even when it gets difficult, what are you going to do? Are you going to give them something to talk about? And that talking about, Pete, are you going to allow whatever it is that they're saying about you that's negative to fester and you believe it? Or are you going to use that as fuel to show them and others that he have either left you or believed that you had nothing left. And then you can in turn give them something to talk about or help them remain silent because they wanted to see you fall. So how and what are you going to do? Um, and what topic or how are you going to move um, and help them or even help yourself um, in that situation? So Pete, as we have this conversation and we talk a little bit, what are your take as far as individuals in that situation and somehow giving someone or giving their, um, giving the crowd, uh, their fans something to talk about? 
and how what would that look like? Uh, if we like generally speaking, for someone who is into superheroes and whatnot, right? The superhero, even if they know that they can defeat the villain, they would take their time and they would take mm -hmm. their break in the beginning just so that when they gain their powers, when they really remember and see why they're why they're fighting in the first place, they they just jump and then they become that hero and give everyone else something to talk about because what happens is they want to make sure that you remember that. And that's why when people make movies, they want to make sure the hero is the last thing you remember. Mm. Now, in life, same thing tend to happen. We don't know when certain things hit us. And a lot of these things can be, you know, inadvertently, you know, something that happens when we're not paying attention. Mm. And then it hits us. But the energy, the strength, and the drive to make us succeed, to help us succeed, is the reason mm -hmm. that we stand up and then push and push and push until we succeed. And now it gives our adversary something to talk about, something mm -hmm. to remember us by. That's why, that's what makes us the hero at the end. They give the hero the last, the last say because they want you to remember that the hero is the good guy mm -hmm. now, in our real life sometimes we don't get to be the hero but mm -hmm. the second we get to we face an adversary the the idea the our mindset is to fight back the idea now is it fighting back is fighting back the way to win or is it some is the perseverance and not falling or because you fall you get up is that the perseverance that's gonna stick around and let people know and know that uh, let people know that you deserve to be among the ranks of those to talk about around the clock all the time? Because at the end mm -hmm. of a movie, do you talk about the villain or do you talk about the hero? At the end of the conversation, do you talk about you who succeeded and was a respectable individual or stuck to your guns or do what you needed to do for the greater good? As opposed mm. to becoming a villain and just try to play dirty. Now, mm. it is hard to say who's what, but in my experience, giving people something to talk about as far as who you are is a little more subtle than just making the noise. Being who you are, standing for what you believe in, doing something that you believe is the right thing. And mm -hmm. Sticking to your guns is usually the case. It also has to do with, uh, well, basically it still has to do with you, what you've decided to do in your own aspect. Does that make any sense? Man, it makes a, a, a great deal of sense. One of the things that I remember a friend of mine said to me, and at the time I didn't understand it, and it still sticks to me till this day, is, you know, he said, Sometimes you have to lose the battle to win the war. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're in the battle, you don't ever understand it because like you, you mentioned it, you want to retaliate, you want to show, you want to prove a point at mm -hmm. that moment. But sometimes at that moment, you're at your weakest, especially when you're moving on emotion because the person is saying something or doing something to you that you don't like. 
and you often want to act off emotion without even thinking before acting. Um, so I go back to that saying. Um, I tell my students when students come to my office, Pete, and they get into an altercation or whether it's verbal or physical with another student, I often tell them that before it gets out of hand, sometimes the biggest person is that one who walks away. Someday look at me like, what? No. And I said, well, here's the thing. If you decide to go back and forth with this individual and you act on them, who's in charge? Hmm. When you act out of character, who's in charge? So similar to what we're talking about, when you're giving someone, when you let's give them something to talk about when other people are going around and um, they're giving your name every time your name is brought up, they're leaving a bad taste in someone's mouth. Are you going to prove them wrong by confronting the person and, as they say, going off on them? Or are you going to sometimes let it play its course? If you know you're innocent, why say something? If you know in certain situations that what they're saying isn't true, why confront them? And so give them something to talk about. The critics, those individuals that they're speaking to about you, give them something to talk about. What does that mean? Well, move differently. Move in silence. We sometimes forget that one of the biggest um, strengths or one of the biggest um, powers, as you said, we talked about you know, super, um, um, some of the superheroes. Silence is so powerful because the person doesn't necessarily know what you're thinking, what you're saying. All they're seeing is you moving, but don't necessarily know what you're doing behind the scenes. And so sometimes it's important to move behind the scenes without even letting someone know, without even talking about it. You want to give some, you want to give some, you want to give someone something to talk about. Move in a way where it makes people question, especially those that are talking negatively about you. Mm-hmm. Give them room. Let them really try to figure out what's going on. This is different. We don't know how to approach this person, especially if you know that in everything that you've done, you're innocent. What's the point of approaching someone that is speaking negatively about you, hoping to get a positive outcome? What positive outcome are you going to get if someone is speaking negatively about you? What's the positive that's going to come out of it, especially if there's lies? You know, I was never like a fighting type of person, mm-hmm. but I did get into a few fights uh, growing <laughs> up, uh, especially in high school. Mm. of course you know you're not thinking you just want to get deal with whatever the situation is right there and then and if you're not thinking clearly the only thing that comes to your mind is the physical altercation but then um about after my first year of college i realized yeah i really don't have to fight you know i had mm. my words i had my you know certain things skills that i had learned just as you know, growing up, part of growing up, and realize I can I can definitely get uh, through people without having to raise the fist. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> so that was basically uh, my goal from then on, and from from then on, so much had happened, and even even when time time came where 
if you know, uh, if I was thinking as my high school self, I would probably start fighting, but then I didn't have to. And I was able to either talk to people about it, realize, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, it, it doesn't have to end this way, but there are different ways that we can deal with this, you know, and, and after, even after I left, a lot of people, the young people and older people that I had, I had spoken with and dealt with, they realized and understood that there's a lot more, there are other ways to deal with things. And basically, mm -hmm. even after I was gone from certain places, people would call me and remind me how I influenced them by mm -hmm. not necessarily making it a violent situation or a fighting or whatever it was. It could have been, but because they knew, they understood because of how I, I've handled things. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah you grow you learn and you live and you learn and you know all these things but if you don't put these things into practice i didn't want to be the fighting type anymore i was never that fighting type i i did it out of well, what i thought was necessity at the time but when, mm -hmm. when once you grow up you learn you learn to think you learn to talk you learn to really resolve your issues without having to raise the fist, it made things a lot different. And then that mm -hmm. is always something people talk about because people who knew me as that guy who would probably jump and get angry and all that stuff, didn't see that anymore. They saw mm -hmm. a whole calm Pete uh, that actually talk about things that made more sense as opposed to having to fight about it. So what I'm trying to tell the audience is that, yeah, sometimes you learn things a little later. Sometimes people, you learn them early. But at the end of the day, once you figure things out, if you knew, if you know what you want to do, others will know what you have done. And that is something that they're going to talk about forever because that's an example of how to deal with certain things as opposed to just uh, the typical, okay, because this is supposed to be offensive, Therefore, you should deal with this a certain way when in reality, everybody dealt with it differently. No, for sure. You know, going back to what you're saying with giving some, let's give them something to talk about. I do believe that silence is so important. You know, at work, you know, so, you know, they, they, they would sometimes, uh, they're like, uh, you know, how's Ed or whatever? You know, oh, he's a private person. He's this, you know, because I, I, I really believe that, um, you don't always have to say, you don't always have to talk about everything that's going on, mm -hmm. you know, and your, your life doesn't have to necessarily be an open book. So where everyone you encounter, it's like, just, you know, you just let it out. Um, some things you have to keep to yourself. And that's why I encourage, you know, people in general, that it's better to write your vision, write down things that's going on, even the challenges that you have going on in your life, write it down. See, for me, I learned to write it down and, and pray. And some for some other people, they may not necessarily believe in that. And that's fine. But I do believe that there's a time and place where one way that you can give them something to talk about is by keeping silence and remaining silent, even through the hard and difficult times, even when you feel as if, you know what, I have the right to say something. But sometimes the right that you have to say something may not be the right time. 
Mm. It may not be the right time, not the right place. Uh, maybe the person you're going to speak to isn't receptive to what you're going to say, and that can always turn sour. But sometimes, in many situations, it's best to not only stay, remain silent, but if you have to speak and if you have to respond, make sure that it's at the right time. Make sure that when you're responding, it's not out of emotion, that you really thought it through, that you really took the time to really see, you know what? Um, I honestly believe after using discernment that this is the best decision. Sometimes we have to be wise. When giving someone a talk about be wise in how you, when you walk into a room, you, you do, you definitely want to walk in knowing, you know what? Maybe I've made mistakes, but I've grown from it. I'm mm -hmm. not the same. Mm -hmm. I'm not the same. We've all made mistakes. So you have to move in that way. But again, in understanding that, you then have to make the decision to say, you know what? I've made a mistake in the past. I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Exactly. You um, know, give them something so, to talk about. So many people have told me that I, I sound wiser than, <clears throat> than I look. Mm -hmm. And in my 40s, right? And a lot of people tend to think, okay, yeah, I'm way too young to sound the way I do when I talk. And I tell them, sure, it's because I listen to my dad. My dad talked a lot about a lot of things. And my dad was more of a philosopher than I thought when I was mm -hmm. young. But then the older you get, the, the more you realize a lot of the stuff he said made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I tend to repeat a lot of things he said. I tend to follow a lot of things he said. Whether or not he thought I listened when I was younger, but a lot of these things started making sense. And then uh, when I, whenever I say them, I would say, "Oh, my father used to say." My dad was like, "Yo, you listen to your dad." I mean, most kids do. They just some some people just ignore it. Yeah. I listened. I of course at the time I just wasn't necessarily paying. Like he didn't think I was paying attention because you know I was a teenager, and just like most teenagers, it goes in. And it doesn't look like it's coming out anywhere, but eventually all those things that you, they start, you start to realize how, how important they are. And then, yes, I use them both when I used to teach and when, you know, when I'm at work and talking to people and simple conversations. But the thing, the main point I'm trying to make is that sometimes these information come in and we don't realize how much impact they can make on your life. And mm -hmm. then once you start practicing them, you, this you definitely give everybody something to talk about. People would tell me, people would talk about bell my back, not necessarily in a bad way, but they would tell them how wise this dude sound. Are you sure he's only in his 40s? Because they sound like he's in his 60s. Because some mm -hmm. of the things he says are things they used to hear from back then. Yeah, my father's in his 70s. So yes, I heard, uh, I listened to him when he was talking. Some of them did impact me. If I agree with it, I definitely kept it. If I don't agree with it, we discussed it argued about mm -hmm. or even whatever but the point is at the end of the day mm -hmm. it's something for people to talk about because they know now know who you are what your mindset is and how you think whether or not they can trust you yeah. and, and yeah. that's something that everybody struggle with on a daily basis how do we tell this audience that talk like leaving a mark behind is not necessarily always a bad thing or Sometimes it isn't a good thing. Depends on what the situation is. Yeah, I think you, you kind of summed it up in a sense where, again, keeping in mind, listeners, that however you move, um, 
matter what you do, people are watching. People are always going to say something. It's yeah. always going to be a comment that they're going to make. But mm -hmm. you have to just take the initiative um, in, in, in ensuring that whatever you're doing, that if people are going to say something, let's give them something to talk about in a sense where it's positive, mm -hmm. that they have nothing negative to say. Exactly. They can try. Or if they do say something negative because of all the good that you've done, somebody else can say, no, nah, that's not him. Or that's not you. That's not that's not who you're talking about. I've never experienced that. Rather than everyone else saying, oh, yeah, that's true. Yep, that's him. Or that's her. Yeah. Give them something to talk about. Exactly. So that when other people see you, they can actually um, um, be on your side. You can have allies and say, who? When you're not even around, they can say, who? Mm -hmm. Pete, eh? Sue, whoever else? Nah, I don't think that's true. It, it, it's funny you said that because my, my father, and I'm going to quote my father now again, <laughs> he always said, look, be the person that if someone comes to me and say, mm -hmm. oh, Pete did this or Pete said that, he can, with all honor and, and everything in him and all honesty, he can say, nah. There's no way Pete said that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He wants you to be that person. And I, I would think everybody wants to be that person. Like, you know, that your neighbors, your friends, anybody who knows you would say, no, there's no way Pete did this, Pete did that. You know, like I, in the past, like not, not recently, but in, earlier in my career, uh, some someone would have committed suicide and they would call me to work on the case and they would and and when you talk to neighbors and friends and they're like so is that something you think is and some people were like yeah he he was in a zone where i think it would be possible and others were like no 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 there's no way this person would have done that because they have too much pride they have this they have mm -hmm. that you give mm -hmm. people a mindset something to say about you they could, you yeah. know, that they would know and be positive about. And we're talking about several different yeah. patients, not just the one person, but in general. So are you that person with everyone? Or are you just that with one or two people? So if mm. you ask five people, three of them would say something different from the other two. That really is up to you as a person, as a as an audience member. What kind of person do you want to be? Give the person mm -hmm. something something to talk about. Positive, negative, or are you that person all across the board, or is it is is that just for just a couple of people who's just gonna feel different about it? Yeah, I, mean, I think you summed it up again. Um, what is your legacy, even as you're still here, mm. when people um, have an opportunity to mention your name? What are they gonna say? You know, what is their response? What are other people's response around, whether it's at the table, in the hall, wherever it is, when your name is called? Mm -hmm. What are they going to say? Yeah. You know, what legacy are you allowing, are you leaving at the table for people to talk about? Mm -hmm. You know, when we're giving someone to talk about, let's keep in mind that, of course, we live in a world where there's going to be people that's going to find something negative, yeah. something that's a problem. But overall, in the end, because we know that, just make sure that the life that you're living is one of integrity. Even when no one else is watching, you're mm -hmm. doing the right thing. Yeah. Even when no one else is watching, mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing. Um, so my encouragement to all of our listeners, 
the truth is we live in a world where people, like I said earlier, people are negative. People want to see you fall. People, there are many who don't want to see you succeed. What you have to keep in mind is that if you continue to press forward, no matter how difficult it is, you can make it. So if you're going to give someone to talk about, be the best version of yourself in a positive way. If you're going to give something, or if you're going to give someone something to talk about regarding to you, you're going to make sure that whatever you do moving forward, that you're going to move in a direction that's going to be positive and not negative. It's going to be helpful and not for hurtful. So again, to our listeners, when listening to this, and as me, Pete and I, um, shared with you all what message or what are you going to leave behind for people to talk about and when they do is it something that's going to either be worthwhile something that you would be proud of or the opposite yeah but before we close i just want to point out something you know we both had this a friend who passed away a few years ago about um Mm -hmm. pancreatic cancer and Mm -hmm. gabe just to remind you, this guy had, like, he was one of those across the board kind of guy. He mm-hmm. was friends with everybody, nice with everybody. But at his funeral, if you had to sum it up, what kind of guy he was, he was a funny guy and he was happy mm-hmm. to make everybody smile, regardless how much pain he was in. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So that's yeah. something he left behind. Even like in my worst days, if I scroll on my phone and I see his picture, one thing mm. I just start laughing. Because mm. this dude, like even on his deathbed, the day he died, that morning he was dancing because he knew we all were all about dancing and having fun and whatever. And we always thought it was too funny when he tried to dance because he can't dance. So, <laughs> so because of that, he danced and had his wife record it and send it to us. Because he knew he wouldn't make it that day. Wow. He wanted us to remember him as the person we knew him as. So mm. the one thing we want to talk about is the he's the funniest guy you could ever meet. He thought he was the best looking guy. He thought he was the best dancing type of guy and all that stuff. But regardless of how much joke we all made about it, he wanted us to know and remember, don't worry, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we want the yeah. audience to really think about this. What exactly do you want other people to, think, uh, to talk about? Whether you're in the room or you're no longer alive or you're no longer in existence, mm-hmm. what do you want them to say, to think about who you are, who you were, or what legacy are you leaving behind for other mm-hmm. people to remember you by? Because they will remember. It's just, it all depends on how they remember you. Yeah, yeah, just keep that in mind. So as we end this episode, we just want to remind everyone: I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We are remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living. Yeah.